West Coast Preps podcast. I am Chris Jackson. Not in a good mood here, joined by Gregory Morlantoon because I know exactly what's coming here today. The GNT guarantee. Undefeated. I got the Gatorade right. Most importantly, I got the game right. What did I call that? Three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? GMT I'm not sure. Guarantee. I wasn't paying attention. GNT guarantee. That's, that's all I got to say. The GOAT from the Bay did it again. And I called it long ago. Tom Brady was going to win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs shouldn't have been there anyways, and that game got demolished. It was proven that they shouldn't have been there. Just saying. Never seen the Chiefs look like that. Their offense was just completely destroyed by that Buccaneers defense. Yeah. Everything. That's what happens when Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. No touchdowns. 52 Q- QBR. Are you kidding me? Eli Brickhandler played better than him this weekend. So did Anthony Grigsby. Dylan Devitt, Jack Quigley. They all played better than him this weekend. Yeah, Mahomes didn't have a whole lot of help with his offensive line either. He did not have a whole lot of time. All I hear is crybaby. Rest through too many flags. But that's not the reason they lost. That's not the reason they lost. They got demolished. They got their butts kicked. 31-9. They didn't even score a touchdown. Pathetic. Chiefs, come on. Pathetic. I I told you guys four weeks ago. Weeks ago that they weren't going to win the Super Bowl. What do you say, Chris? You said the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl. That was your Jackson 5 pick. Like, you don't even have responses anymore. You don't even want to be here. You don't even want to do the podcast. I don't. You want me to just do it by myself? You want to you walk off set? Looks like Nick Wright. L's all day long. Yeah, he didn't get a single bet right, no. did he? No, 0 for 9. That's not a good weekend. It was a great weekend. All around. Saturday was amazing. Sunday was even better. Just saying. No, it's not good because Steph Curry drops 57 <laughs> points. Okay, Steph drops 57 points and the Warriors lose. It's all right. He still scored 57. They're not going to win every game. He's got no You're help. You're in a real bitter mood Steph's today. got no help. We just had tryouts last night. Now we got this. Not because they all, mm, all I'm on, hearing man. right now is you and Jason Hardy's little voices just coming back. Oh, Tom Brady, this Tom Brady, that Tom Brady, this Tom Brady, that. What do you What do you dispute? Why are you even mad? He's won seven Super Bowls. He's the luckiest. He's of all won time. more Super Bowls than any other franchise in the history of football. He's the low. Think about that. He's the low. Oh, luckiest of all time. It. That's Patrick Mahomes. We already went over that. Luck, Patrick Mahomes is the luckiest of all time. Yeah. He has been. Okay, this is this is ridiculous. Am I wrong? It's asinine. Dude has got so lucky over his first three years of football. He's good. Don't get me wrong. That throw, he was parallel to the ground and threw a dime. Don't get me wrong. He's good. Good? He's really good. All right? But he's never, never going to be Tom Brady. I don't know he how would, any, I don't know how anybody could dispute that Tom Brady's the greatest of all time because honestly he is though. He just beat his someone quote unquote competitor. He was gonna supposed to be the next goat, the baby goat. He just beat him at forty three years old. Come on. That conversation has been over, now it's for sure over. Don't even don't ever come to me with someone's better than Tom Brady ever again. Joe Montana, I know we're here in the Bay, everyone loves him, but get out of here. 
Joe Montana's not better he's, than Tom Brady. Compared to Brady, he's trash. Peyton Manning could never beat Tom Brady in a big game, ever. He did once in, because of his defense. As Peyton Manning was throwing ducks across the field. Yeah, he couldn't really move that arm or that shoulder anymore. No. So, I'm done having that debate. It's game over. GMT guarantee, that's the new debate. It's the greatest guarantee in the world right now. You want to make any more guarantees just about life, the world? No, not right now. Just let me gloat. Let me let me we enjoy this. You, we can't let you gloat for too long. I don't know what do we I, have? Do we I, have a guest this Thursday? Or yeah, I, no guests want to come. Or for all Friday, I've had a lot of people complain about your ways. Good, Tom Brady and good all those people. Mr. Coach Eric Washington Jr. AKA now Swaggy E is very upset with you. Good, he should be, but you know, he's not a Tom Brady fan. I I am, so therefore I win again. I haven't lost. When do I lose? What have I lost? Why aren't you wearing a Tom Brady jersey today? It's in the car. I can go grab it. You want me to go grab my Tom Brady jersey? Yeah, I don't know why you don't wear it to tryouts. I had it. It's weak sauce. No. It's not about me at the tryouts, though. It's about the kids. But you want to stick it up to Swaggy E. Oh, he's not a kid. He's a coach. Totally different. But you want to stick it to him, so you got to show him in front of all the kids that, hey. All the time. kids know. All the kids already know Tom Brady's the GOAT. No, they don't. Most of these kids weren't even born when Tom Brady won their first Super Bowl. Jerrion didn't even... Was he even born for his first three Super Bowls? I don't think so. Jerrion's 15. Yeah. Look at that. He's still winning Super Bowls. This kid's a four-star about to go to college and become one of the best wide receivers and playing on Saturdays. And Tom Brady's still winning Super Bowls. Get out of here. This, I mean, this debate's just ridiculous. Asinine, if you tell me. It is asinine. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. When you want to talk about Steph instead, we don't have to talk about Brady anymore. Yeah, I, Steph I know Curry, you're salty. Steph Curry's the least appreciated superstar of all time. Did I saw this tweet today? It said like top ten MVP. He wasn't even in the top ten. Steph wasn't in the top ten. No. How? Anthony Davis was though. How was Steph not in the top ten? I don't know because people are ridiculous. Have people watched him? No, I guess not. So honestly, he's playing the his best he's ever played. Uh, uh, have you seen even his defense too? Is defense has gotten a lot better. I if will you give add you the that. defense and his offense right now, this is the best he's ever played. I will give you that. I th- I still think his unanimous MVP season was just insane. Imagine if he played fourth quarters that season. He didn't have to play in the fourth quarters because they were so good that year. But just imagine, what's his like per thirty six minutes? I need to look up those stats per thirty six minutes. Is Steph? We can look that up now. Why yeah. not? Go ahead, look it up. I'm just going to say one more thing. Tom Brady's the GOAT. I know you don't want to hear it anymore, but I'm just going to keep saying it. When you guys hear this, we'll be two days removed from his seventh Super Bowl. Although, should he have won MVP for that game? Only threw for 200 yards. Didn't really need to throw in the second half, though. Oh, they're always going to give it to Tom Brady. Yeah, I thought Gronk should have won. That was my prediction before the game. All right, let's hear it. Per 36 minutes. Stephen Curry, here we go. Stats per 36 minutes this year, 31.4 points. His unanimous MVP <clears throat> season was 31.7. So really? right at that same line, pretty much. Let's huh. look at the three-point percentage that year. Unanimous MVP year 2015-16, 45.4% from three per 36 minutes. This year, 42.5%. He's been shooting like 51% from three the last like 10 games. I think, yeah, though. he has. He's not missing. No. Steph Curry's the other go. I mean, here we go. We can go in this conversation, too. Steph Curry, the greatest basketball player of all time? No, he's not. 
He changed the game forever, though. He's not the greatest of all time. Did he change the game more he, than Michael Jordan did? He changed the game more than anybody's ever changed the game. All right, that's fair. I'll give you that. Yeah. He's top ten, though, for sure. I think he's creeping up to top five. Keeps this pace up. He will be top five. Yeah. Is he going to pass Ray Allen this year? I think so. Is he even close? How many more threes does he need? I don't know. He needs, I think he needs a lot. I think he, next year. Next, next year, year okay. he passes Ray Allen. Okay. GMT guarantee that Warriors making the playoffs. I'll make that guarantee. I sure hope so. Well, at the West is hard this year. That's, that's not even. That's not like a sure thing right now. Need to get a big to play in there because you know they don't have a single healthy center. Uh, who, who needs centers? Don Nelson ball. Everyone's six seven. Yeah, Nelly ball. Yeah, six seven wings. That's all you that's ever right. need. That's all you. That's all you ever need. I miss those days. Those were peak Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I miss Don Nelson. Maybe we should bring him back in instead of Steve Kerr. Yeah, Steve Kerr's system's outdated. Yeah, he's just it's Don Nelson brought flair. Kerr's just boring, you know. Yeah, wins basketball games and sits there and is too nice. You know, could you imagine Kelly Oubre with Don Nelson? That'd be a fun mix. I can't imagine Kelly Oubre with any coach. That'd be a fun mix though. Just those Kelly attitudes. Kelly Oubre annoys me. His little antics that he does on the basketball court. I feel like Kelly Oubre is like Kelly a guy that needs the crowd. Like He's a guy that really feeds off the crowd and the energy, right? There's well, then you're there. not that good of a basketball player if you need a crowd. You like should that, be better in like silence. This game. You should be better in silence than you should be in front of a crowd. Yeah, that's not the case there. No. I feel like he's better in front of a crowd. Who can we trade Kelly Oubre for? Let's be real. I, I want some serious options here. Come on. Little my little ball. Oh my God! Take him. Stop. Get your point guard. Are you, are you going to be on that hype train that says the Warriors should have taken Lamelo Ball instead of James Wiseman? No, but Lamelo Ball is going to be Rookie of the Year. That's fine. And then he'll be like the worst player in the league in like ten years. I, I, that's not true. I like Lamelo. He's I was going right. to say he's he's all right, but I, no, we don't need Lamelo. We got Steph. Why do you need Lamelo? You got Jordan Poole. You have Jordan Poole. No. Why do you need How LaMelo? How dare you say that? <laughs> You'll take Jordan Poole over LaMelo Ball. He's got a better haircut. I don't like he, that. That does not matter. We're talking about a basketball player. You want Jordan Poole over LaMelo Ball. Are you really actually taking this? You're, you're, you're feeling good with Jordan Poole coming off the bench. I kind of like Jordan Poole well, off the How bench. do you possibly like him? What do you mean how do I possibly like him? He plays a little spark. He can hit threes. When was the last time he hit a three? Like a couple nights ago. I'm He's not, not even on the team right now, though. He went to the G League. I'm not, I'm not on the Jordan Poole hype train. I'm off it. You were never on the Jordan Poole I, hype train. I wasn't train. either, but I'm really off it now. You guys all hated Kevon Looney, and then you loved him when he was playing great defense against Houston, and now you hate him again. Because Looney can't stay healthy. He's a flip-flopper. It's like Whataburger and In-N-Out all Looney over again. Looney can't stay healthy. Looney can't stay healthy. All right, I'm making this an official announcement here on the West Coast Press Podcast. We are looking for a new person to be the co-host with Chris Jackson on the West Coast Press Podcast because I can't do this anymore. This is ridiculous. Greg's having a rough time. We're like 10 minutes in. You haven't even mentioned one high school flyer. From because you just keep going on and on about Jordan Poole. I haven't mentioned that. Who's Jordan Poole? <laughs> I've been talking about Eli Brickhander, Jerion Dickey, Jonah Coleman, Anthony Grigsby all day. I mean, there was football Saturday. Come on, Chris. I'm so upset about the Warriors. Why are you upset about the Warriors? I'm upset about it all. They had a good weekend. They didn't have a center, and they went one and one. What's wrong with that? The Mavs are not good. 
they're not a bad team. They still have Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic. Doncic still went off for 40-something in that game, too. Sorry, you were watching basketball. I was over here covering football, so... Now it makes sense. You you were you had different intentions this weekend, I guess. I did. I did. I had different intentions and not end well, but your intentions ended well. It sounds like from LA. So do you have any takeaways from the postseason of the Winter Circle Athletics Champions League? But you can also check out all of Greg's recaps, photos at westcoastpreps.com. The takeaways piece is up there as well at westcoastpreps.com. Takeaways. Cal's strength. We'll start with them. They were the very early game Saturday morning. We said it. They put a cherry on top on their season. Just like we we talked about in the takeaways, or sorry, the preview that we posted Friday morning. Where could they put the cherry on top? And they sure did. The defense came out with another shutout, winning 7 to nothing over the Giants. Dylan Seeley, Josh Sizing, both had picks. The offense, they spread it around again like they have always done with this team. Cal Strength, the best team in NorCal, in my opinion, all around. Most disciplined team. I think they're the best team in NorCal. Yeah, they were, especially the way they finished that season, right? 5-1, and one, best record of any Northern California team. Spread the ball around those quarterbacks. Dylan Endeavor from Bonavista, Jack Quigley from San Ramon Valley. And rebuilt those kids actually last week. Jack Quigley's story is up Monday at westcoastpreps.com. Dylan Devitt's story is coming out here in a couple of days. But they did a great job just with that depth at receiver, that offensive line. Gavin Cribb really coming along there. I mean, Cal Strength just had it all. The offense, defense, special teams. You mentioned their defense. The two picks from Dylan Seeley, Josh Sizing, Ricks, Archuleta also had a couple of sacks in the 7 nothing win. It was their second shutout this season and the fifth time in the six games they played that they allowed less than 10 points. Yeah, and in one of the games that they did allow more than 10 points, two of the touchdowns came off of an overtime where they started the 10-yard line and get four plays. So this Cal Strength defense dominated all year long. The offense was special, and they scored when they needed to. They were clutch when they needed to be. It was truly an incredible season by Cal Strength, and I'm excited to see where these kids go from here because there's a lot of great talent on all sides of the field. And one thing about this team, too, was discipline. They did not get flags. You know, Obviously, they were going to get flagged at times, but at the most important times, they played everything correctly, everything by the book, and did not get the flags that become detrimental for some teams. Yeah, you weren't getting those personal fouls, those in sports from like conducts. After big plays, the end of games, they were really disciplined, like you said. They just kept growing, too. You saw a guy like Matthew Gasada, the now senior receiver at Pittsburgh, formerly at Freedom, really came along the second half of the season. You got Jack Andrews, the tight end from Bonavista, coming along. Cole Bossier, Caleb Perjid, Caden Ridley, Aiden Jackson. I mean, you just keep going up and down that list, and Kyle Strength was doing it all defensively great, too. So you got Josh Sizing really last couple weeks had the two picks, the pick six in week number five to finish the regular season, and this week with the interception. Dylan Seeley, that defense... So Darian Nardi, I know he was our athlete of the week not too long ago for week number five, had a couple of picks in that game. That defense, that special teams, everything for Cal Strength worked out. And then another another team that things really worked out for in the end was Exclusive Speed, finishing that season with a 4-2 record. I think it's the same word we've used a lot for them all season, but it's resiliency. Yeah, and we talked about the most disciplined, probably the best team in NorCal, but now we go to the most resilient team in Exclusive Speed. They did it all year long. Comeback after comeback. 
Eli Brickhandler, Jerrion Dickey, they put their team on their back this week. Jerrion was not going to lose this game. He was calling his own shot on the 75-yard touchdown. He said, how much do you want to bet that I'm going to the house with this one? Takes the screen, goes to the house. I mean, it's just incredible how talented that kid is. Eli Brickhandler, the heart that he plays this game with is insane. I, you know, that last run, the game-winning touchdown run, resemblances of John Elway. The way he jumped in the air, got kind of hit in the legs and spun down and fell into the end zone. Kind of looked like John Elway, you know, Super Bowl weekend. It was just something about Eli Brickhandle that's just special. And I can't wait to see what he does at the next level. Maybe we get a couple games here as well and, you know, get to see him play a couple more high school games as well. So I think that's my biggest takeaways with this team is they're resilient. Jerry on Eli carry this team every every week, week in, week out. Yeah, just winners right there. Eli Burkhandler really puts his body on the line there to win football games. We saw it the entire time he played there in Southern California. You mentioned just the way they bounce back. They've been down two deficits multiple times. That was the third time this season they came back from one of those. I know one in those games they were two and one. They lost one of those games, but their first one of the season, down twenty one to six. What happens when you're there? That crazy comeback, that wild final drive when Eli barely gets that first down there and fourth down to extend it. Get that touchdown pass with a few seconds left. They had that win. They had that game against WCA, who was the champions. They lost that 21 to 14 on there with one of the with the best team, I should say, at the Winter Circle Athletics Champions League. You just had exclusive speed, continually found ways to bounce back every single game, whether they lost, whether they won, no matter what it was, they would go down, but you knew they were never out of the fight. Eli Burkhandler played great games. Jerry on Dickey, that receiving core really picked up. You saw Elias Herrera out of the backfield really grew as the season got kind of grew. His recruiting process is now heating up too. He's get some offers coming his way now, but exclusive speed. The only word you ever need to put next to them is resilient. Yeah, and you mentioned the the receiving core as well. Shout outs to Khalid Robinson, Azari. Um, you know, the list goes down to Nai Muhammad. All of them played well throughout the whole year. And they were consistent. But there was also a couple games where the first half they looked done. And somehow the leaders on that team always came back in the second half and fought back and found a way to make it a game. And props out to them for doing that because it's really hard to do is to continually come back week in and week out. And that's what they did. Yep, that's exactly what they did. And one of those guys you mentioned, Jerry on Dickey, another big game. 87 receiving yards. He had the two interceptions. He had that pick to really seal the victory. Second time in the last five games, he had 80-plus receiving yards because week number two, 144-yard effort. First game you were at. Unbelievable player. Then another beast as well, Jonah Coleman. Yeah, and we'll talk about Jonah Coleman, iron sharpens iron a little bit. Jonah Coleman, his numbers look good, but they could have been great. Uh, we talk about being disciplined. They had a couple key penalties that brought back a lot of big plays, and a couple of them just happened to be Jonah Coleman's big plays. He had a total of about, I want to say, 80, 80 yards, maybe 90 yards in this game. He could have easily had a total of about 150, 160 yards with calls that got called back. Jonah Coleman is just a beast. When he gets the ball, it's electric. You know he's going to run someone over. He's going to hit someone hard. And he's going to put something, do something good for the team. Jonah Coleman, one of the best athletes out there on the field. He is. The performance he had there, 
You mentioned those numbers. He had a 45-yard touchdown reception, four carries for 28 yards. Could have been so much more. But that's just something he's always done in his high school career. Lincoln, he had almost 1,600 rushing yards, 30 touchdowns, over 11 yards per carry his sophomore season there. 300-plus receiving yards, four scores. And you see why his offer list keeps growing. The last week, he's at Arizona and San Diego State offering him, which is in addition to Arizona State, Colorado, Colorado State, Fresno State, New Mexico, Oregon State, and San Jose State all offering him. Yeah, and he deserves every one of those offers. We've talked about his offer process and his college process a lot here on this podcast, and it's going to be fun to see. He's still got some time before he makes a decision. Be interesting to see where he does make that decision, and also to see exactly how many more offers he gets because they're just going to keep rolling in for him. He's an absolute beast. He's got the body of a running back. I'm excited to see what is in the future for Jonah. Now, what do you think is in the future? Do you think it, still think it's the Tennessee Volunteers? Yeah, I'm wavering off. I don't think I ever put the GMT or T on the Tennessee Volunteers. I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to wait for more offers to come in because they, they are going to come in. So I'm going to take a step back from Jonah's recruiting process. I'm going to wait for it to play out a little bit, and I'll make my GMT guarantee uh, in the upcoming months. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Maybe for a senior season, you have a GMT guarantee for us. Maybe, maybe. we we got to give it process. You know, this is a process. It's a big decision for him. I'm not going not gonna to make no guarantees. I don't want to persuade him because GMT guarantee has never been wrong. So I don't want to persuade his decision in any way. You don't want to take away from it with your GMT guarantee. Exactly. But, you know, hey, USC could use a running back. Reggie Bush, they got great running backs. Jonah Coleman could add on to that list of incredible running backs that have gone to USC. Hey, Reggie Bush, you've seen Ronald Jones recent years. He's had some big games in the NFL. But now it's time for Athlete of the Week again. I know last week we finally had our first Athlete of the Month, Eli Brickhandler. We had our Athlete of the Week was Zadarian Nardi from Cal Strength, the defensive back. Now this week, our Athlete of the Week, we mentioned him a little bit, but now it's time to really dive into his performance. Valley Christian sophomore, Jerry Dickey. Well-deserved. There's been a couple weeks where he's been in discussion, and I've been waiting for him to just absolutely go off again. Because he deserves an athlete of the week because he's been playing well all season. He had two interceptions, which was, you know, it all started. I had that tweet where uh, Jerion went down and tackled Jonah on a punt return. And, you know, four-star tackle and four-star was pretty cool to see on the field. And then all of a sudden he goes out there and plays a little safety, a little corner, playing in the defensive backfield. And he comes with two interceptions, which was impressive. He hasn't played defense all year long for exclusive speed. They throw him in there in the last game, in a big game. You know, NorCal versus NorCal. Comes out with two interceptions. And also, he started the spark plug. The 75-yard touchdown after going down 14 to nothing. That 75-yard touchdown was huge. And it just really put a spark just like he's done before. That 75-yard touchdown screen pass from Eli to Jerion is uh, it's lethal. It is, and Jerion's one of those guys. You just throw him in just any situation in sports. He's going to succeed. He's an he's athlete. A he's a winner. Yeah, he's he's a freak. There's no other way to put it about Jerion. He's unbelievable. And you see why his offer list is so big now. It keeps on growing. Arizona just offered him last week. He's got AFC. He's got Arkansas, Cal, Oregon State, San Jose State. But either last year, we've mentioned it so many times, but Blood Valley Christian are receiving as a freshman. That run-heavy offense, 500-plus receiving yards, seven touchdowns as a freshman, especially in the offense in that, that runs offense. the ball as much as they do. Yeah, and in that offense, that is impressive. And I guess he's played a little bit of safety at Valley Christian as well. I was talking to his mom, said he plays a little bit of free safety. 
for Valley Christian as well. Dude's just a freak of an athlete. Like I said, he's an athlete and he's going to win. That Wherever he goes, whatever he does, he's just going to find a way to win. During halftime, him and Eli, like we've said before, just hyping the guys up, saying, well, you know, this isn't over yet. We're going to keep it going. He just doesn't let his team lose. He's just going to find a way. He wants to be out on the field. He wants to play sports. That's what he loves doing. doesn't matter where you put him. He's just going to find a way to do it. Yes, he is. Jerry Allen's a guy that wherever he goes, whatever spot he plays at in college, he's going to he's gonna be a star. <clears throat> We've made the prediction on here multiple times. Dude will be in the NFL after three years of college. He will be. I mean, you look at him now, you, you, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, and the way he's built, he's almost built like a DK Metcalf. And, you know, I can't go wrong with that comparison. No, you can't. I remember watching Jill Mixon and Najee Harris in high school out here. You just, when you saw them in high school, sophomores, juniors, seniors, you just said NFL after three years of college. Jerry On's one of those guys. Yeah, and Jerry On's been playing his butt off these last six weeks. He's been playing really good. And boy, does he deserve Athlete of the Week. Because, uh, honestly, I'm surprised it took him this long to get Athlete of the Week. He's just had so many good performances on his team. So yeah. Eli's performances, some of these other guys at WCA, but Jerry on Dickey finally gets the call. I'm sure there's going to be more of these in his future. Oh, yeah, school. 100%. You know, whether it's he played, playing basketball, whether it's playing football from free safety to wide receiver, this dude's going to get something. We were talking about it off the air. Maybe he should be like a long jumper in track and field. He'd be in state. Yeah. Like, like I said, he's an athlete. That's all he does is just – just be athletic. Yep. I'm excited. Excited for his future. He's a good kid too. He's just a, he's just a nice, humble guy. Yes, he is. It's going to be exciting to see what all these athletes and a lot of these athletes who decide to play again here in the spring, whether that's with their high schools, whenever that season does hopefully roll around, or with the next Winter Circle Athletics Champions League there beginning in late March. It's going to be fun to see what these guys do. It's going to be it's going to be a good time. We got more football coming on the way. I know our podcast last episode was football. Last weekend of football, kind of. Well, yeah, it's kind of over, but we're going to have football back in a little over a month. It's yeah. going to be a fun one. Football will be coming back. It's never going away. No, it's not. You know, it's it's always going to be here. It's always going to be coming up. Football is obviously one of the biggest sports. No more NFL football for a while, but we've still got some high school football coming up in some way, shape, or form in, here in the next month and a half or so. But we also have a bunch of other sports coming up soon, as well as we open up high school football or high school sports I should say and all those sports are starting to to open up and start playing again so look out for West Coast Preps coverage on those sports as well. Yeah cross country coming back already had some meets in cross country so it's going to be fun. going to be a great time to see which other sports start coming back get those seasons rolling around even more content I know our interns are really doing a great job producing stories. We just had Bishop Odout's cross country program was featured by Jake Morrissey so check that out at westcoastpreps.com we're going to have so many more stories and content coming up soon, though, and we're very excited for it. So follow us on social media, West Coast Preps underscore. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page, see all of our podcasts, highlight videos, Greg's made, interviews, everything up there. And then follow all of our work and stories at westcoastpreps.com. Because I'm gone. So long. I'm gone. So long. I'm gone.